And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome back to Seven Fifty-Five is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer at the Athletic, and with my co-host, former Braves reliever, the lefty Eric O'Flaherty. What's up, Eric? What's up, Dave? Not much, man. You've been watching your boy Moilo getting his uh. More than getting his feet wet. He's doing regular TV work now, pre and post. He's good. He's pretty good. He's getting a lot better, man. Yeah. The pink jackets and shit like that are uh, <laughs> our Moilo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's always had his style. <laughs> he looks a lot better now than he did 10 years ago. Though. Yeah, isn't that something, man? How he's got thicker hair now and nice glow up. Great teeth. And <laughs> yeah, good for him. He's aging well, man. He's found yeah. the fountain of youth. Yep. <laughs> Unlike some of us. <laughs> fighting. So, man, we got a big series coming up this weekend. Who would have ever thought when you looked at the schedule a few months ago and saw the Baltimore Orioles, you'd have thought, man, what a waste of a weekend at Truist Park. And instead, the best series of the year so far at home for, Mm -hmm. I mean, this could be a better series than San Diego series was. For the Braves, they hope it's a better series for them. But but, uh, the, the O's are a solid young team, man. Yeah. For the second year in a row. I'm happy every time that it works out like that. I just feel like, you know, the rebuilding thing, it plays out for some teams, but yeah. there's some teams like Miami that are just stuck in it. Yeah, and, perpetual rebuilding. never seem to get out. So every time a team kind of escapes it or starts to show signs of life, um, yeah. you just you hope they build on it and, and continue with that and, and wind up turning into a really good team. Because well, there's, got- there's a few years where the Orioles were pretty good during my career. Oh man, when I was a kid, the Orioles were damn good, but that's yeah. a lot. That was well before you. But um, yeah, you look at the rebuilding projects in recent years that have been resounding successes, and what the two that come to mind are obviously are Houston and the Braves, right? Uh, two teams that are top three organizations right now, if not the top two. Yep. Uh, you know, Dodgers have to be in there too, obviously, but they spend so much money, it kind of distorts it a little bit. But. Um, but they're solid, obviously, anyway. The Dodgers farm system is always good. But the Braves and the Astros run things really well, make money, have a, have a payrolls that are just above. You know, and they're in the top third, but they're not at the very top um, and are just solid year in, year out now. So those – and they went through some rebuilding years. The, the Astros longer than the Braves. Braves right. was shorter than we had anticipated, was three years. But uh, now both teams on solid footing for the long term. But, yeah, the O's hope to be there, and they've done it on the cheap. I mean, they've got a really low payroll. Uh, so their fans deserve it because they've endured a hell of a lot there in a beautiful ballpark, but uh, some terrible teams. But uh, uh, coming into this series, by the way, something I just saw this morning, stumbled upon this. Because I heard that the Orioles had not lost a series opener. And I thought, well, the Braves haven't lost many either. And I looked at Braves are nine and one in series openers. The Orioles are 10 and 0 going into tonight's game. Mm. And, you know, it's one of those fluky things, early season things, I think. But, you know, 
at a certain point, it's okay. These teams come in ready to play. Uh, but uh, the thing, uh, these matchups, the pitching matchups in this, really good ones. We got uh, Max Freed. They pushed him back from Thursday to Friday and had Dennis and had Dylan Dodd pitch yesterday. And he pitched really well, by the way, against the Marlins. That was impressive, man, to come up from AAA and do that after really getting struggling in his second MLB start, getting set down. Came up and really answered some questions. But I got Max Freed against Dean Kramer tonight. Spencer Strider against Kyle Bradish uh, Saturday. And then the good one, Bryce Elder against Tyler Wells in the series finale. Braves numbers-wise got decided advantages in the first two. Yeah. They got their first two guys going against guys with six-plus ERAs. Uh, but And then Elder going against Tyler Wells, who's 2-1 and one with a 3-3-4. Three, three, but man, you could you could argue easily make the case for Strider and Freed, Freed and Strider as the best one-two combo in, in in the majors right now so far this year, easily. Easy, yeah. And you know, a lot of the certain guys have been hurt or haven't been pitching well. But either right. way, I mean, but that's part of it. You don't know how many of those guys are going to come back either this year. Yeah. I mean, I saw Verlander, and uh, Verlander gave up two home runs to the first three batters he faced, then settled in and was pitched yeah. well the rest of the way. But Scherzer's just not the old Scherzer. I mean, he's just not. So, uh, you know, I look around, and the Astros obviously have a couple of guys. Dodgers have a couple of guys. But those guys aren't all pitching well yet. And and Freed and Strider, Jesus, man, you look at their you know 6-0 and win-loss-wise, but nobody really cares about that. But their ERA together – is about is right about two. Yeah, Freed has a point four five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Strider two five seven. That's ba- that's that would be well below two if it one for one bad start. He'd be yeah. closer to one. Yeah, I put those two against anybody. I mean, yeah, and this talk about stuff, man. Freed with the five pitch mix. This is that's as good as anybody with the multi pitch mix. Him and Zach Gallon, I think have those great multi-pitch mixes. And then Strider, just for sheer dominance, is the most dominant pitcher in baseball. Yeah, I mean, what you feel great, well, what you felt great about until yesterday when Kyle had to go back on the I.L. Um, yeah. Is the guys behind him, too. You know, I think there's a lot of teams that are one or two or maybe even three deep, but right, Charlie and uh, Elder behind him. You know, yeah. he's been throwing the ball. It's, Elder's pitching great. He's pitching great. And, and Charlie's Charlie. I mean, he's back, you know, Ageless, ageless Charlie. Yeah, it hurts, you know, right doing that. But I think it would be more of a worry if they had, if he had been pitching great this year and, and you know, and, and, and it felt like they were losing a big chunk of the rotation. Pitched great last year, but so far, you know, he starts the season on the IL, he just hadn't pitched much. And right. uh, he was just fine in his kind of sea legs. So hopefully it's, hopefully it's one of those things that's just, I got to feel that it's not, a major thing. It's more like that flare up of the same condition, you know, the inflammation, in the shoulder. And unfortunately, I, you know how those things can nag for a whole year until you have a full off season to just rest it. But hopefully it's just that. And it just, you know, maybe flares up from time to time during the season. And it's not something to tear. Yeah. The problem is you can't keep shooting it up. You know, it's like, no, you can't. Right. Cortisone's kind of your ace up your sleeve when, when, uh, something like this comes up and you, for me, you get one shot at it and yeah, then I don't think they'll shoot it again. Now it's time to really address it. You know, it's just time to find out whether it's something he's doing with his routine. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's always the hope that, you know, one little exercise activates a little muscle that's kind of dormant and stabilizes your shoulder and you can do some rehab and get it, 
you know, functioning right. And sometimes guys have that and it goes away completely. You're like, why did I even do the cortisone shot? I could have figured this out in uh-huh. know, January or February. But usually if the cortisone doesn't knock it out, it's it's going to be a longer, you know, process this time to get it feeling good and getting healthy because that cortisone can just mask a bigger problem. Right. And I'm not saying a bigger problem, something structural, but a bigger problem could be, you know, something in your routine that you're doing, a tight muscle, how your shoulder's sitting in the joint. Um, little stuff can really piss it off because you're not supposed to throw like guys throw, you know, especially right. these velocities. But um, it definitely, I mean, it's worrisome for me when the cortisone happens, you feel better. And then when the cortisone wears off, you're back to square one. Right, right. And it sounds like he is, even though he wanted to keep pitching, that could have been more denial than anything. You just don't no, know. What's absolutely. Going on. Denial. Yeah. You don't want to acknowledge, you don't want to be one of those guys that's viewed as, oh, here we go again. So he's just out there trying to gut through it. Yeah. Praise to their credit, yeah. shut it down and said, we're not doing that. Yeah, that was, I think that's probably what that conversation was about, you know, going on the mound. Animated. Yeah. Like, I think on. that's more cranny being upset that you got to tell us this. No, yeah. you're not going to keep pitching, walking away, going, you know, it wasn't yeah. him being mad at Kyle for anything he was doing pitching wise. It was more, you yeah, got to tell respect us. it as a coach. Right. You respect a guy that wants to go out there anyway, but you still have to make that tough decision. You know, and I'm just speculating, but there's times where you, you know, you're getting treatment on something and it's kind of coming back up and, and you're managing it because you know, players are getting treatment all year, but your coaches are aware of, you know, who's got this going on. He's nursing his shoulders. He's got this knee. And when it's a pitcher and you start, especially a pitching coach, you can kind of key in and see little changes they're making um, stuff that'll stand out or, you know, guys shaking his arm or kind of doing some stretch he does when it hurts. And he must've seen something that he didn't like, cause it didn't look like Kyle was being real animated about it, but. Yeah. The um, was down a little bit that inning, not a lot, but a little bit noticeable. Yeah. So it's kind of the thing is as a player, you're like, I don't want to be hurt. Yeah. And that was my thing. Every time I was hurt, I didn't want to deal with being hurt. I'd rather just be in pain and pitch through it. But you saw how my career went, you know, it was, it fell apart pretty quick when all that caught up with me. So you kind of need somebody looking out for you. So we go into this, Kyle's back on the IL. We'll find out more today, probably, um, whether MRI, you know, because he went back to Atlanta. I'm sure he got an MRI. We'll find out some results today and get a, get a better idea where we stand with him. Uh, the Braves, 22 and 10, with all the injuries that they've endured, what they, and to key injuries, too, the closer, the, one of their two catchers, uh, the shortstop who was playing great. Um, uh, McHugh was out for three weeks. I mean, they've lost some really key guys. And oh, oh, Harris twice, twice has been hurt twice. Um, I think Harris will be back in the lineup today or tomorrow. You know, with the knee was just tweaked, but it looked bad for a second there. Hyperextended. It's so much reminded of me of when Acuna did that in Boston. Yeah, it's like the same, same thing. Same Hyperextended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that's nothing uh, for his sake. I, I think it was just more, you know. A little bit of bruising, maybe a bone. If it's a bone bruise, that could be you could be out a little while with that. But I don't. They didn't say that. They just said a contusion. So we'll see. Um, but but the point is, they've dealt with all this and still had the second best record in the majors. Yeah, I mean, and it's the biggest lead in any division. They got a six game lead already. They were ten and a half. They were ten games back at the end of June last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I was watching the other day and just thinking, I don't know that I remember a team that I got to root for or play for that had an offense like this. Hey, it's a lot you know, of if they go, up against, they go up against an ace or somebody really good, it might be a battle. But if you throw your number five, that yeah. should probably be in AAA against this team. I yeah. feel like every time it's eight, eight, nine, ten runs, something crazy. And it's not even a lot of singles. It's balls yeah. going 450. You know, like they just demolish bad pitching. Yeah, they put so many crooked numbers against bad pitching. It's just inevitable. It's like used to – you used to – it wasn't long ago at all that the Braves would face a guy, a, young, a guy just up making his debut or a guy with a five ERA after three starts, and you worried because the Braves wouldn't have, would have a terrible game against them. Now they're just lighting those guys up, yeah. man. Somebody might. You know, Riley might have a game, a bad game. Olsen might have a bad game. But it's so, the lineup's so deep and powerful. It's like the bottom of your order hits four homers or something. You know, right. it, it's like – There's no surviving this lineup if you're not a good pitcher. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And can't uh, can't not mention what happened this weekend with Ozuna. We've been waiting for him to do something. And huge series back home in Miami. Two hits the first night, grand slam, two homers the second night, five RBIs, a couple more hits yesterday, another home run yesterday, three homers in two days. This is what they've been waiting for. I know everybody that hates him doesn't want it, doesn't is pulling against him. That, that's the feel I get. They because they want him gone, and they know what this means. He's going to be back in there. But if you're a real Braves fan, all you care about is winning your in your team. I mean, and we've tried to tell people all along. He as much up. as we might hate and, and totally, there's no there's no defending what he did off the field. But in the clubhouse, this guy is not a cancer. The guys like him. So if you're worried about what he does to your team, don't because they don't off the field. I'm separating that. If you find that repugnant or whatever, that's one thing. But if all you care about is a team and what he is in the clubhouse and on the field, then you got to be rooting for the guy to, to do what he just did in Miami. I mean, and he crushed those balls too. Yeah, it looks like he's swinging a wiffle ball bat. It really does. You know, that's why it's for me watching him yeah. struggle. And when he struggles, I, mean, I guess it's a timing thing, but – when I watch him struggle, I just don't understand it. Because for me, it's like watching a reliever that throws 102 struggle. Right. I'm like, how can you have that bat speed and not be the guy he was this weekend in Miami? You know, I mean, hitting, obviously, one of the hardest things in the world. Yeah. But the way he swings that bat, I'd love to know what size it is. I bet it's a big bat, too. But the way he swings it is like, you know, when you hand an adult a wiffle ball bat. And he keeps it in the zone, too. We talked about a guy keeping him through the zone. He has that yeah. really funky swing, but he does so much weird shit with his feet. I think that's yeah. what makes him what he's out of when he's out of kilter. It's just so much going on that's unconventional. 
the way he moves in the box and slides, it's just not, yeah. and his back leg just comes sliding up, off the ground. Yeah, not a lot it's, of guys it's hard to sync like all that. that up. And I yeah. think that's why I said I think it's more of a timing thing than everything because when he's on time. Oh, man. God, he hit a couple of balls this weekend that were like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so did Acuna. Um, Acuna yeah, Acuna's was farther, right, than the one he hit City Field. Yeah, according to the measurements, but that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you know, we talked about how crazy some of these and just guesses in some instances because they initially called that massive home run that uh, Ozuna hit this weekend to left that kind of got lost. Nobody even knew where it landed. It, you, you couldn't see it because the sun coming yeah. through the lights or whatever, or the windows. They initially called it like 404, and then they updated it to like 430 some or 440. So it's like, and that's just where we are as far as measuring these things. They're not, it's not an exact science. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I just want to give all that stuff so much credit, but. Yeah. The one Acuna hit, any credit. In, in, the one Acuna hit in New York. Good Lord. Uh, the ball had he hit, to be 480. Had to have been 480 at least. And the ball he hit in, in Miami. Miami. Yeah. That was like, that's a double for a lot of guys, but he hits the ball so hard. It goes 461. He left the game yesterday. For the second time in like four days, he left the game early. Yesterday, he fouled a ball off his left, like off the knee, right around the knee. He hit it hard. But uh, he stayed in the game for half a game out of defense. He wasn't running very well out there. But that told me it's not anything major, the fact that he stayed in there. But, you know, um, I'm not going to be surprised if he's back in the lineup today. We'll see. Um, that's what happened in New York. He left that game and he was back in the lineup the next day after hitting, hitting the shoulder and going for MRI. Uh, so we'll see, but another, it's just so many guys getting dinged up and they just keep plugging. Yeah. yeah. They swept the Marlins team. That was over 500 Marlins are 500 now after just losing three to the Braves. If you take out the, the Marlins series with the Braves, the two series, they had a really good record this year. Yeah. Um, so you got, you got the Braves coming in at 22 and 10 facing an Orioles team that is 21 and 10. It's hard to hard to believe with the Orioles. And the only team better in the majors, the Rays, who are 26 and 6. The Rays are the fastest team to 20 games over 500 since the Tigers started 24 and 4 in 1984. So it's been so four decades. It? I mean, this the AL East is not an easy division to put those numbers up in. Every team in the AL East is over 500. No team in the NL East is over 500 except the Braves. That makes it so much more impressive what Baltimore's doing. Oh, I know. Uh, Yankees, Jays. Yeah. yeah and what Tampa's doing, obviously. 26 and 6 is stupid. It's insane, man. What the Baltimore could even have that record. I mean, I don't know how many times they've played Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay is a juggernaut, man. They're doing every facet of the game. A lot like the Braves are. Uh, they haven't got as dinged up as the Braves, but yeah, they're just playing great. Braves are playing great. Um, Braves, the, the thing that is still a relatively small sample size that I'm sure is going to correct, but so far the thing that jumps off the page about their stats is how incredible they've been on the road and mediocre at home. I mean, th- and these are numbers that really stand out. 15-3 and three road record, best in the majors. 7-7 seven and seven at home. Now, a couple of those series were against the Astros and the Padres. That's where all the losses came. Six of those seven losses, I think, were against those two teams. But still, seven and seven at home, fifteen and three on the road. They're second in the majors in road OPS at eight forty one, twenty first in home OPS at seven seventy one, and it's a neutral park. It's not a hitter friendly or pitcher friendly park. 
I mean, we got to check back in June or July. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, that, that's how I look at stats like this, this early, but it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's not that small of a sample. I've had quite a few series, but for me, this stuff usually, yeah. you know, it's something you look back on in August and you went through a rough road month and hot home month and it all yeah. ends out. And the, and the ERAs, is, I think it's been bloated by a couple of games, but they got a two six seven road ERA that leads the majors. That's impressive, man. Yeah. Next lowest is 3.03. And they've gone to a few tough places, too, including San Diego. St. Louis, we thought that was tough, but it turns out the Cardinals were terrible. <laughs> but at the time, the Braves went in there. they were Nobody had any idea how bad they were going to be. Uh, so they lead the majors in road ERA three Oh three. They're 22nd home ERA at uh four five, four. Again, small sample size. We'll see. We'll get a better idea after this weekend. It gives a really good team. Another, another tough series at home though. I mean, this is some, they haven't played a bunch of patsies yet. At yeah. Home. So, so if it keeps going bad. through this weekend, it's still for me, not a thing. Right. And the only team they played at home, bad team, mediocre teams, the Reds and they swept them. So who else they got this home stand? Uh, oh, Boston. Mar- yeah, Boston for two games. Two games. I never understand those two-game series. Well, they only do them now against what your quote-unquote natural rivalry, where they switch the back just and get forth. a random one, Toronto, Boston. It's really stupid now because you're playing every team in the AL. You're playing every team in the majors. So it's dumb to have this natural rivalry because if you didn't, you could play the Orioles in a normal three-game series, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Or the uh, Red Sox, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's the two game series suck, man. They suck more on the road. You know, at home, yeah, you can't even unpack or something. But on yeah. the road, it's like I'm just gonna wear this suit for two days. Yeah, especially teams. You get in that night and you leave the right after the game. Yeah. Um. You know, looking at the stats, the overall major league stats. It's. I mean, we're all aware of how many great players Oakland has traded. But you look at right now the guys they've traded just in the last few years. They've traded away what could be one of the best teams in the, in the American League if they had not traded all these guys. I mean, I saw you tweet something about Olsen and Chapman the other day, and I was just like, man, what if they kept these guys? And right now it's even more because right now Murphy leads Major League qualifiers with a 1,065 OPS. His former Oakland teammate, Matt Chapman, now There's Toronto, yeah. second in OPS at 1049. Two Oakland guys who were just Oakland guys, not like going back five years. Uh, they get it three, four, five. God, it's cr- and then Olsen. I mean, look at the power of those three guys right there. Then other guy, what, I mean, I mean Simeon. These they've traded so many guys, man. Yeah, or, or I, I remember when free agency. Josh Donaldson was borderline MVP ready, and he got traded. And you know, I was with Oakland at the time, and we had we'd gone to the playoffs. We had a good team. Um. We lost in the wild card game to the Royals and they went to the World Series. But I just remember that feeling of seeing how good your team is. Yeah. And then JD gets traded. Yeah. Samarja got traded. It's like, it, it, you just, I just wonder. I feel for that fan base, man. Well, they're not going to suffer much longer. <laughs> yeah. They're going to lose the team. But I mean, I think it'd be tough to watch all these players come up, know how good they are, and then just go watch them thrive somewhere else. Oh my God, the Marlins have done it too, you know, obviously. But but it seems like the it seems like even magnified right now with the Orioles because there's so many of these guys that are starring at other places that were on the same team. Yeah. You know, it's not even stretched over a long period. Yeah. 
all these guys in the prime of their career or just entering the prime of their career. I mean, the O's could have been, I mean, the A's could have been good for a long time if they would have afforded, if they'd have signed these guys to the uh, really young, to the kind of contracts the Braves have signed guys to. Oh my God. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. How would the attendance be right now? It's just pump a stock up and. Yeah, because the attendance would be up right now. You'd have a lot better chance of getting a ballpark built, probably. Who knows? But, yeah. Eh, anyway, they f- they fumbled that thing badly. Guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So you got uh, Murphy leading Major League qualifiers in OPS, this guy. If he is not the starting catcher on the NL All-Star team, I lose all faith whatsoever in (laughs) fan voting, and this should be abolished. If the fans, and I think they will, but if they vote like Real Muto to start ahead of Murphy – that's insane, man. It's not I like Murphy's doing this. Catcher, Will Smith. But it's not like votes. Murphy's doing this for some team that's never on TV. The Braves are a high-profile team yeah. now. And yeah. I think everybody's fully aware of what he's doing. But he's so far and away the best catcher right now in the NL this year. This year. It's it's not even close. What he's doing on both why. sides of the ball. Yeah. The, he hosed the guy again yesterday that was like. You, you told me about his arm. But every time I see it, it's uh, it's shocking. The you same know? throw, isn't it? It's it, that throw it's, that's like got a tail on it. It's right. Yeah. The second baseman doesn't even move his glove. Yeah, and he's, he's the 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 cool thing for me to watch is he gets guys by. Yeah, once in a while he throws somebody out by a couple steps, but he's getting guys he shouldn't get. They got a good jump, and his arm beats him. You know, it, it's like a bang bang play at second base where you know they they stole off the pitcher and he just erased it. That for me is cool to watch. Yesterday it must have been the catcher must have been hit and run and missed a sign or something because why would the catcher try to run it on that wasn't even close. He got a little confident after he struck out Acuna. Or was but it man, not Stallings? The, the the throw is just to watch it how hard he throws it to have that little tail at the end and it's almost like he designed it to go directly to the second baseman because it a couple of his throws if the catcher had had to move his, if Ozzy had had to move his glove a foot he wouldn't have got it. They're yeah. perfect. That's what I mean. That's what's so impressive Perfect is, is the accuracy of it. And 
You know, I think a lot of uh, catching instructors would try to erase that. You know, they, they want it on the line. Right. But that's his natural arm slot. And you can tell just the way he whips it, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect him. You know, it's that little bit of tail can make the ball take a little longer to get there. And you could do your straight over the top kind of football throw. But he just he has such a cannon. It doesn't matter if it tails a little bit. and He's accurate with it. And to see a guy that big come out of the crouch so fast, a, a guy who's not fast foot speed wise to come out, he's so athletic coming out of the yeah. crouch and getting and releasing. It's just such a fluid motion, man. He's got it down. I mean, that's, you couldn't teach somebody to do it that well. If they didn't have, um, if, you know, arm injuries weren't an issue, I'd love at the all-star game. If they did like a skills exhibition and let yeah. these guys crow hop and see how hard they could throw it. Cause I watched yeah. some of them. I'm like Murphy, watch get him off the mound. Acuna versus Murphy. You see Acuna <laughs> make that throw yesterday that he didn't yeah. need to. He just did it. It was like just yeah. a good, like, okay, this is here, just in case more, any of you guys were thinking about yeah. trying to take an extra base on me. <laughs> he made a throw home that was just like, wow. Ho, ho, ho. Like he was having fun. I'm just going to air this out for the fun of it. The guy's not running, but I'm going to do it anyway. He gives the people what they want. He does. He does, man. If I was a paying customer, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a guy I'd, I'd pay more to see than that guy. No. He's really entertaining. Just everything he does from the time he walks on the field, he's entertaining. He's he's a you know, his at bats you got to watch. Yeah. And then then he makes you watch on defense too cuz he might do that. I don't know that he makes any crazy catches really. You know, he might jump sometimes, but Right. If he gets a chance to unleash one from the outfield, I mean, I'd want to be sitting in right field directly behind him and watch the yeah. thing fly. Um, speaking of Acuna, he's fifth in the majors in OPS at one Oh three, four leads the majors in stolen bases with 15 and 17 attempts. His batting average, he's hitting three fifty five, which would be leading the league in most years. But Luis, Ar- Luis Arres is hitting an absurd four twenty five. That guy's watching him this weekend, that series Arres, He reminds me of Tony Gwynn so much, not in physical size and, 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 and no, just stance. go with the pitch and put the barrel on it. Put the not barrel on it. Wherever the yeah. pitch is, he just tries to hit it. He's like old school, man. He's not trying to hit home runs. He's up there just boom, boom, boom. He's something, man. That guy's that guy's a hidden machine. I don't know why the why they got traded him. But, uh, yeah, right now I'd say Acuna, uh, as great as Murphy's been, I'd say right now if I had to vote MVP, I'd vote Acuna right now, and I'd have Murphy probably second Yeah, right now. What Murphy's meant, because I'm watching it every day, so I know what he's meant to this team with Darno out. Imagine where this team would be if they didn't trade for Murphy, if Darno had gotten hurt. They'd have Chadwick Trump catching in there, and they would be trying to find journeyman catchers to come in like they did that year. And he's getting good reviews behind the plate, right? Pitchers like Great reviews. They yeah. love throwing to him. Love throwing that's to him. A catcher that can hit and, and run a pitching staff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and those guys, you never get, you barely ever get a catcher that can do all those things, hit for power. Throw guys out, good yeah. behind the. It's almost like every time you get that catcher that can hit for power and throw guys out, right? They're just throwing down fingers behind the plate, right? You know, but that kind of quarterback mindset, and he's hitting for average, leading the league and de- leading the majors in uh, defensive war catchers, yeah, and leading the majors in virtually every offensive category for catchers. I mean, and playing every day, obviously, because Darno's hurt. <laughs> he's playing almost every day. Uh, I mean, I that, that difference with going to the Braves, you know, is 
waking him up, you know, not waking him up, but just giving him, uh, it's got to be more fun. Playing an energy and adrenaline filled games every day, instead of just yeah. going to the park and motivating yourself to play just for stats, you know, when you I know your team has no chance to win. It, Chris Johnson came over to the Braves. Remember him? Yeah. And yeah. He had like he won, almost won a batting title, yeah. came close. He said when he was with Houston during their rebuild, he was just punching the clock. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he came into that clubhouse. We had all this energy. We were trying to win and he started having fun. And he started breaking. Yeah. It had to be like that at Oakland last year because they were good for a couple of years. And then they got rid of guys. And when you yep. trade Olsen, you know, let the guys go that you had, it's got to be really tough to come to park as a catcher. And you're out there grinding every day, knowing your team has waved the white flag and is rebuilding again. It's hard to get excited for. Yeah. You know I mean, you still got a career. There's still people paying to see you. But there's some things you just can't fake. Uh, Acuna and Ozzie Albies are tied with Brian Reynolds for the NL lead and extra base hits with 17. Murphy and Matt Olson are right behind them with 16 apiece. You're talking about how deep this lineup is. I mean, you got over half the lineup is just raking, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like at an elite level. You have four of the NL's top 14 road OPSs. Murphy, 1133. Acuna, 1094. Ozzie Albies, 967. Matt Olson, 957. And get this five of the NL's top 13 in road homers are Braves. Olsen was seven, and he got four guys who've got five apiece. Acuna, Albies, Murphy, and Riley. He's not even having a great year, but he's got five road homers. Uh, Murphy, talking about offensively, here's what he leads the majors in among catchers offensively. Homers, eight. Extra base hits, 16. RBIs, 24. Runs, 20. On-base percentage, 437. Slugging, 628. OPS, 1,065. He even leads the majors catchers in uh, hit-by-pitch with four. <laughs> He's second among catchers in doubles with eight, second in walks, 21, fourth in batting average, 287. Defensively leads MLB catchers in war, defensive war, 5.6, Gordon Fangrass. One that jumped out to me, William Contreras. William, not Wilson, is second in defensive war, 5.4 with Milwaukee. I'm glad for him because here yeah. he was still learning defense. You know, he was he was a hit first catcher here, and they didn't know about his blocking and framing and, you know, calling games, how good he was going to be. But right now, he's, the Milwaukee's really happy with him defensively. He's playing better defense than he is hitting right now. Well, good for him. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I don't think the Braves will rue the day they traded him, though, considering it brought Murphy here. No, it's about the only way to do it. You know, when you trade a young guy like that right. with a ton of potential, is you get somebody just as good or even better. And then you sign him to that extension they sign him to. That Murphy yeah. extension, man. Ooh, that's looking good right now. Yeah. All right. All right, that's it. We'll talk again uh, after this O's series. going to be really interesting. Good series out at uh, Truist Park. And the, and the weather is supposed to be okay. Really good tonight. Hopefully we'll avoid rain this weekend. Um, still nice and comfortable here. It's not hot yet. So, and we'll hopefully the Braves, for the Braves' sake, they have good news on uh, Acuna and Harris. I don't think either one was major. Kyle Wright, I'm not so sure about. We'll see. We'll talk again on Monday or Tuesday. Thanks a lot, everybody. 755 is real. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.